Welcome back to the Joke Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 75. Dad, am I going to have to bring more faith back into this Raptor season? Maybe. Maybe? Yeah. <laughs> it's part of my bad. Ah. Uh, so hold that thought. Well, we'll talk about the NBA, uh, finish off in the NFL draft, a little Aaron Rodgers update. The MLB will talk about ease restrictions and another almost brawl. In the NHL will talk about the playoff race. So let, let's start in the NBA. I know it is a part of your bad, yep. so I will, I will save it to that. Okay. But I will talk about LeBron James because he was a part of that Lakers loss to the Raptors yesterday. Yep. And he's out tonight, ankle soreness. He left that Raptors game and uh, is out for the second half of a back-to-back against Denver. He also talked about the uh, play-in tournament because now the Lakers are tied for fifth, which also involves them being the seven seed currently based on tiebreakers. Right. And he says, whoever invented the play-in tournament should be fired. Of course. But the teams that get into the tournament are going to say this is a great invention. And this also, he completely contradicts himself going back to uh, last year. He was on a different podcast and he said, it's great. You have teams like Memphis and New Orleans and Sacramento that need this. And the only reason why he's saying it's bad is because he might have to play in it. That's right. Exactly. It's affecting him now. And if the Lakers were the one seed, you wouldn't hear any complaints about that. No. You'd go, oh, it's great. It's great for basketball that we get to see these game sevens. Right. It's just... I, I don't. And I love LeBron. Watching him come back made me realize that I think we don't appreciate him enough. I, I agree. I was thinking that watching him, like, I appreciated Jordan in the time, but yeah, I haven't done that, and I should. I I don't know what it is about him. I I just can't put my finger on it. Why? I I don't hate him. No. I don't dislike him, but I don't love him the way I love Jordan when. At that time, I was a Sixers fan. They weren't very good, but you just cheered for Jordan. It was almost like you knew you were watching greatness. It was kind of like Gretzky. You still kind of cheered for him because you thought, this might be the best player you ever see. And LeBron's like that too, but I don't know why I don't have that feeling. I'm going to say it's because we get to know too much about players now. Yeah, when with Michael Jordan, you would hear stories about, oh, but he went out gambling. But, but you like, don't know for sure, right? There's no phone footage. There's nothing there where everything LeBron says or does, it's just Documented in some way. Yeah, like he, he, there's going to be no last dance for him because we've just lived it. Just YouTube him. Yeah. And that'll be it's, your last dance for him, unfortunately. career. Exactly. I think it also goes back. A lot of people, I think, had a sour taste in their mouth when LeBron did the decision, having this whole TV show to decide yeah. where he was going next. I think, and that's still to me. I don't care because he was doing like he was raising money for charity. Was it the best? Because I, I think he should have done it if he was going back to Cleveland. Right. That would have been a spectacle of like yes. ah, I'm staying home. Yes. But the fact that he left and he became the villain, and I don't think that should be held against him because right. Kevin Durant did kind of the same thing yeah 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 and you're right maybe you've kind of nailed it there where he was a villain and then he kind of redeemed himself because he went back and now he's a laker which how are how are you supposed to yeah you're back to being the villain again and and i'm glad it's someone that when because eventually we will 100 have a last dance style for lebron but for sure we've, we've seen it all and with jordan i still love the pettiness that 
when LeBron won the championship with Cleveland back in 2016, that's when Jordan, because they had this footage from that last season with the Bulls. Right. As soon as LeBron won in Cleveland, Jordan greenlit doing that documentary. Right, right. And it's just the most Michael Jordan thing possible. How could you be that competitive and you're not even playing? Right. That's the only way you can be competitive at this point. We saw uh, Giannis and Kevin Durant, which there wasn't, I didn't see an NBA Saturday night game, which was weird. Right. But there was the Sunday afternoon game, which was Brooklyn and Milwaukee, which made me think this has to be a playoff series now because I think Giannis is what LeBron was in the early 2000s. Right. Where he is all, not only say all by himself because he has good teammates, but he is the leader of that team. For sure. Him and Kevin Durant go back and forth. Giannis scores 42, Durant, or Giannis scores 49, Durant scores 42. The Bucs get the win. And it just made me think, I don't care if it's in. I guess at this point it would be a second round series, but I feel like I I just need five to seven games of Milwaukee and Brooklyn playing each other. I just think that would be so much fun. Well, good happen. Um, We also saw a battle for first place in the Western Conference, which after uh, Ben Simmons, who wants his case for rookie of the year, not rookie of the year, uh, defensive player of the year, Devin Booker helped his case. He made Rudy Gobert look so silly. He turned him around, and Gobert actually did the Heisman pose. Wow. And Booker spun him around, and that's supposed to be the defensive player of the year. I know once we get towards the end of the season, we'll do some award ballots. I think, and I don't think it's right, but I I think something like this would hurt Gobert's case for being defensive player of the year. Really? Just that one play? Because, and I, I think... Probably not for the people voting, but for the general public to say, if Gobert's the defensive player of the year, people are going to bring up, yeah, but do you remember when Devin Booker did that to him? (laughs) When I hear his name, I always think of COVID. I'm sorry. He's stuck with that forever. Because even he was the first player to score when they came back right in the like regular season yeah. but it's still gonna be him touching all the mics yeah and... it, it he just must feel so silly not realizing how big and just <laughs> in, in hindsight, hindsight yeah. that's such a bad choice yeah so we talk i i feel like i bring up a lot how boring the east is and how the playoff race isn't that fun and i know we have well, the it Raptors. is for the seven to ten, yeah for the seven to ten game and teams yeah but the western conference is like I, I knew it was fun and it's always competitive i went through and put down everybody's record to just look at the kind of jumbled mess that we're at so phoenix and utah are tied for first place they're both 46 and 18 phoenix has the tiebreaker denver just uh hopped over the clippers they're 43 and 21 when this is without Jamal Murray, yeah. I think they're nine and one without Murray. Right, like those three teams you just mentioned, I don't think they're getting enough credit. No, especially I'd say Phoenix. Oh, actually, I mean all of them. You can make your case. Yeah. Utah is missing Donovan Mitchell, and Jordan Clarkson has stepped in and basically become their superstar. Right. Uh, Phoenix. I mean, Chris Paul to me, he's still he's going to be third on my MVP ballot unless something ridiculous happens in the last couple weeks of the season. And Denver, yeah, Jokic is doing this. Michael Porter Jr. has really stepped up. Doing this without Jamal Murray like sucks for Canadians to watch, but it right. just shows that Jokic is on some sort of like Dirk Nowitzki 2011. Like That's who he right. reminds me of. Yeah, yeah, he's just on a run. And four seed the Clippers, who the Raptors actually helped the Clippers clinch a playoff spot, <laughs> which might help because they played tonight, right? Monday night? Who's that? The Ra- Clippers and Raptors? Yeah, uh, uh, they tomorrow. played a back-to-back, back to back, so Tuesday. Yeah, tomorrow, and then they play the following Tuesday again. 
against wait the, Clippers. the Raptors have a week off or no no uh, just that they're gonna play they have to play the Clippers twice so it makes me think so the Clippers are 43 and 22 they're only uh half a game back because they have one more loss and the one more loss I wonder if the Clippers maybe because they clinched a playoff spot do they start sitting guys like Kawhi and Paul Kawhi and Paul Leonard Kawhi oh. and Paul George to get them ready for the playoffs or do you think because they could get the three seed that they're still going to be trying is, have they been load managing Kawhi this year? Mm, yes, oh, not okay. as not the much. Same. Okay, it's more it's more of just actual injuries that have gotten in their way. But they've played a lot more together that entire team. The only guy who's really been out for a while is actually Serge Ibaka. Right. Yeah, I'm just wondering. I guess it might depend on if they want to finish third, depending who finishes sixth. I don't know if they think about that kind of stuff. I certainly would. Like, I don't know why for your you matchups. Wouldn't, yeah. yeah, like what your best matchup is. Because maybe it is to finish fourth and play the fifth place team. It's it's, but I don't know. It's so mumbled that you might want to finish a certain spot, and now that team doesn't finish where you thought it was going to. I think they just try and win. Yeah, especially this tied for fifth right now, all with the same record, thirty six and twenty eight. Dallas, who is the five seed, who the Clippers would play now, uh, Portland and the Lakers, and we said before the Lakers now in would have to play Memphis in that seven eight game. I I mean, for the Clippers, if you play Dallas, I, I guess out of those three teams, so Dallas, Portland, and the Lakers, who would you, who would be the team you'd want to face the most? I don't know, because when you mentioned Dallas, they were kind of my, um, going back maybe 15 podcasts ago, they were my team that had let me down, because I thought they were going to be better, and they actually are now. Mm-hmm. They've kind of, they've picked it up down the stretch. I don't know which of those but, teams you yeah, want to face. I, I don't know. You, I don't. I don't want to face Luka Doncic. He no. almost he let Dallas win what one or two more games in that series last year against the Clippers. Right. Who's to say he couldn't do more this year? Exactly. Portland. I don't want to face Damian Lillard. Like, yeah. That guy in the playoffs. Norm is, Powell. Norm Powell, playoff guy. McCollum. Even like Carmelo Anthony isn't the same player, but they just kind of have. They have a group that isn't necessarily the best players, but they just kind of play as a unit. Right. And better team. Who wants to play the Lakers? Who wants to right. play LeBron and Anthony Davis? Right. It's the Clippers are definitely not in. I don't even Denver. I don't think are in the best spot. You, right. If you're not Utah, well, I guess Utah or Phoenix would have to play one of those teams. Right. Between Dallas, Portland, and the Lakers. I'd have to say Cl- the Clippers are kind of my disappointing team now. That like, you thought they'd they, be more? Yeah. Like, why are they in that situation? Like, aren't they... Again. Really, yeah. it's again. Last year was the same thing. And people go, oh, it's the bubble. It's different. But, like, if Montrez Harrell is leaving that team that got rid of Lou Williams, there's, I think they actually got rid of the guys that were the problem. I mean, I don't know if that team really is that together. I think that's concerning because I, yeah. I, I don't trust the Clippers over... Like, even Denver. I think Jokic can basically carry that Denver team but they right. have solid pieces around them right so Memphis the eight seed 32 and 21 Golden State's the nine seed I I just don't see how Golden State's 32 and 32 I I don't see a scenario any better than Steph Curry being the eight seed even if they don't win that's gonna right. be fun basketball games right, right. Uh, San Antonio's the 10 seed 31 and 32 I I love New Orleans they're two and a half games back of San Antonio I just don't think they're consistent enough to make the playoffs right which also made me think of Golden State New Orleans are playing tonight it's an ESPN game and it's the Avengers themed oh wow I guess just if you have that Disney property why not use it right 
Uh, so that's it, unless you have anything else for the, the NBA, NBA right now. Nope. I'll uh, go to the NFL where Aaron Rodgers it is he wants out. He's not yeah. going to get out. Right. And he wants the GM fired. Do you think if... if he doesn't Green... have that much pull. No. Like he, the players have more pull than they used to, like 20, 30, 40 years ago, but not that much. Do you think Green Bay, if they're making that decision, if it's keeping your GM or keeping Rodgers, if they were forced to make that decision, which way do you think they would go? Well, you know what? It's tougher now if you would have asked me that four or five years ago when Rodgers is still in his prime. I'm not saying he's not in his prime, but they they drafted a quarterback. They have so, someone waiting there. Absolutely. And that's this would be yeah, so Jordan loves this would be his second year and that's where I think a lot of people during this NFL draft made way too many comparisons to Patrick Mahomes of saying like, oh you have Alex Smith for a year and then you get Mahomes. I don't think many other quarterbacks are just going to walk in year two and right. be that amazing. Exactly, yeah. Like, even it Josh Allen happen. was year three. That's right. Lamar yeah. won his MVP year two, but he also was the starter in the middle of the season, yeah. of his first season. And also, Rodgers was mad that they cut wide receiver Jake Camaro in September. That that was apparently a breaking point. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I don't know. The, the Carolina Panthers, to me, not that they had the best draft, but they had the most fun and heartwarming draft. So they drafted Canadian running back Chuba Hubbard, and the Carolina Panthers put out a video of uh, Matt Rule talking to uh, Hubbard, and he said that his wife, like Matt Rule's wife, told him to draft uh, Hubbard. Oh, wow. And the then he hands the phone to the owner, and he says, yeah, no, he, sh- he showed me the text. It was, you better come home and you better have Chuba Hubbard. Wow. I, I just I thought that was so funny that that <laughs> was the decision they made, especially right. because they have Christian McCaffrey. They did lose yeah. Mike Davis to Atlanta, but I think Chuba Hubbard's one of the best college running backs ever. Right. That's that's someone that can help, especially McCaffrey had his injury concerns last year. Yeah, and like we said, like it's mostly running backs by committee nowadays, right? You're never seeing one guy being the guy. Mm-hmm. They also drafted a long snapper, and I couldn't find his name, but it was towards the end of the draft, and it was cool to see this process of undrafted free agents because they usually sign right after the draft ends. Right. And so Matt Rule calls the guy, and he's like, uh, hey, like, are you coming here? And he's like, oh, you know, like, I'm just trying to figure that out. I'm talking to teams. And he's like, no, like, I just drafted you. Oh. <laughs> and the kid freaks out. And it's like a long snapper in the seventh round. Like, right. not a huge deal, but he yeah, just starts yeah. freaking out, and it's so happy, and I love that social media gives us these moments where you get to see a player's like reaction to yeah. such a huge moment in their life. For sure. Uh, I also love NFL draft when teams miss out on a player and then the report magically comes out after the draft that they wanted this player. Can they do that? Isn't that tampering? I guess not that situation because you're not really supposed to talk about other teams' players. No, but I guess right. just because they were just drafted that it's not – and it would never – it was just a report, and it's from an unna- unnamed source, right. and they wouldn't okay. even say it's from the Vikings. Gotcha. But apparently the Vikings wanted Justin Fields, but they were just going to sit and wait at 14. Does this mean – because the Vikings did draft Kellen Mond, who is definitely a quarterback project. Do you think that's yeah. a concern for Kirk Cousins, that they don't really believe in him? or No, I just think you got to have backups. Right, not necessarily your starter, but you need somebody else to hold the clipboard. <laughs> That's true. And 
we could be looking and, and everybody wants that Patrick Mahomes story where they have a quarterback sit behind someone for a year and then year two right. they can be a superstar. Right. Uh, as much as I enjoyed watching Kellen Mond in college, I think he's a couple years away from being a starter. No, for sure. Yeah, if that. Um, the other kind of big NFL story was that Deshaun Watson might actually miss the season because of these sexual allegations, right. sexual misconduct allegations. Definitely not what we want to talk about in football. The Texans did draft uh, quarterback David Mills, Davis Mills, out of Stanford. I guess that's their contingency plan, but I just, I, I never thought it would get to the point where we might have to consider Deshaun Watson might not play football again. Right. And I wonder if he doesn't play this year, what category it falls under. Is he holding out or is he being held out? Yeah, I don't think it would be his choice. Although he's he's been Maybe vocal it is. about <laughs> he doesn't want to play there. It, it might honestly be not not in terms of what he did or what he could have done a win win. But if the Texans don't want to trade him and he doesn't want to play there and he just doesn't play the year, right? They just kind of start fresh next year and hopefully someone will give up multiple first round picks. <laughs> Yeah, maybe Rodgers is watching that tex- the Texan situation and see how that plays out if he really wants out of Green Bay. Yeah, it'd be somewhere warm to play. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to the MLB where nine teams have eased their COVID protocol restrictions because uh, 85% of their team is vaccinated. It's, it's just nice for yeah. some of these sports to see some light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like uh, I was saying, the Yankees, they figure to have a full stadium July 1st, which makes sense. Or by J- July 4th, right? Yeah, that's their, that's their that's bigger their event. Big, yeah, so I could see them saying we're American and we're back to pre-pandemic times. Back to being American. That's right. Uh, we saw the Cincinnati Reds and Chicago Cubs get in an almost brawl, which I feel like there hasn't actually been a brawl this year. It's no. just been all almost There never brawls. is. Yeah, there never is. When's the last time you like, I, and honestly, I think the last time I remember any baseball players fighting, it was Amir Garrett, who is once again, probably the, I don't know if we say the most underrated villain in baseball, but he really just antagonizes everyone. Right. And tries to fight everyone. Yeah. And him and Javier Baez were getting into it. Uh, the Cubs won the game, but this is what I love about highlight shows is that they didn't show the game at all. They just showed right. them fighting. Yeah, who won? I don't know, but there was an almost fight. <laughs> it, it, here's the big difference between, let's say, baseball and hockey in, in an altercation of almost everybody for both teams. When there's an altercation in a hockey game, where are the players? On the edge of their seat. Even if you're on the bench, even if you're the seventh defenseman, you're right there. You're in the action. When baseball has these kind of things, the guys in the bullpen, I, I'm sure some of the guys have to be woken up. Hey, hey, there's an old, we got to go, right? We're, 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 wake up. Let's go, <laughs> right? So they're all groggy die by the time they get out there. What's going on out here? I don't just grab somebody, right? <laughs> just make it look good. I was going to say, even hockey brawls, like sometimes guys don't want to fight, but you still have to grab onto someone. Uh, yeah. And you know what's going on. You're not being woken up saying, okay, we got to get out there. Nah. I just pitched yesterday. Well, I'm sleeping. Leave me alone. Yeah, bull- I imagine bullpens are probably so much fun when you don't have to, when you're not pitching that day. Like, I don't know if you remember the Cubs. They had the best home run celebrations, right? They were all they dancing. They all had their own little dance routine, right? Because, yeah, what else are you going to do with there? You are you got one of the best seats in the house watching a baseball game. 
the Los Angeles Dodgers, who I don't even think we've talked about it that much, they've been ice cold. I, I was going to put them in my bad. That was going to be part of my bad. It, it's unbelievable, they, this World Series they're not defending first. champion. No, I this... looked at the standings today. They almost got swept by Milwaukee in a four-game series, decided to score all their runs in their series in one game, and unfortunately, if they would have spread that out a little bit more, maybe they'd take two of four from Milwaukee. It's just this Dodgers team that we talked about being such a juggernaut, and yeah, it's the Brewers who... I think they're just kind of, they're like a middling team. I don't think they're necessarily a playoff team. If Again, you look at the National League. I, I'm assuming the when the American League plays the National League, they're winning all the games because if you look at the standings in the National League, like when your best team are, are the Dodgers, or they, we thought they were at 16 and 11, that's like the best record in the National League. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the top two teams in baseball are Kansas City and Boston. Right, in the American League, right? Well, in the entire league. Right, right. And again, not great records, but yeah, because they were talking about the Dodgers. Oh, they're gonna, they might have a shot at Seattle's record. That's not going to happen. How many games did Seattle win that? Like 100 and... Uh, I want to say 117, I think it was. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's And that's still like, if you look at the numbers, like the actual record, it probably doesn't look as impressive as like a 73 and 9. But yeah, because you're still losing 30 games or 40 games, right? But yeah, that means you're winning like three out of every four games. And in baseball, well, again, it's going to show you, that's why it's a long season. You can't just, oh, had a great April. Yeah. Talk to the Buffalo Sabres about having one good month a year. Yeah, that's always Buffalo Sabres. It's always October. Uh Max Scherzer, I, I loved that he threw a complete game uh, and then right after that went to go to the birth of his child. I just, a double dip like that, it, it's a, it's at least a fun story. Right. And was there any pictures of his kid? Does he get two separate colored eyes? <laughs> it's not know. my kid. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, I wrote down just Jay's update because yep. I loved the video of uh, a fan wearing a Bo Bichette I can't believe I have to say this word, but jersey, okay, shirt jersey. Um, he recorded Bobuchet's home run and caught the ball, and then went and saw him after the game. I just thought that was really cool because he's like recording it, and he's like, "Oh, it's coming, it's coming!" And he catches it, and he's like, he doesn't know what to do. He's like recording his glove, and then himself, and then he just right. like freaked that, out. That's when you need a, a cameraman, yeah, a personal cameraman. <laughs> That'll be the next job for you guys in your generation. What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a, I'm a personal uh, cameraman for so and so. Uh, we also saw George Springer, and really the Jays, they, they swept Atlanta, and I mean, I don't think the Braves look good at all. Yeah, they, they got to be getting close to pushing the, well, I guess you can't push the panic button. Again, National League East, you're, uh, I think they're 12 and 16, and they're like a half game out of first place, so yeah, no need to panic there. George Springer hit two home runs, he also left the last game of the series with a, I think it was his quad or his thigh, something that was already bothering him. Yeah, the, it's going to be the glass, the Aaron Judge of the Blue Jays. I was going to say, the Jays just got him and just got him into a couple of games, and now it already... It, it's one of those, I have a feeling it's going to be all year you're going to see this. He's going to play five, and now he's out with something. I, I just If it's a lingering thing, it's hard, unless you're going to give the guy a month off or whatever, but it's how do you keep these guys out of the lineup? Mm-hmm. I... I I think the Jays are, I don't even want to say turning it around because they've been playing well. Again, it's just going to come down to their pitching through the 
latter part of the year. Right. Uh, the best nickname in baseball, I wanted to bring it up. He's currently one of the leaders for AL Rookie of the Year. Yerman Mercedes with the Chicago White Sox. Kind of looks like Alejandro Kirk with the Jays. Right. Kind of a short, uh, chubbier, I guess we'll say. Big boned. Thank you. <laughs> um, his nickname is the Yerminator. Wow. I, I just thought I thought that was really fun. That's that is. all I had. To say. I didn't write down any of his stats. I just saw someone say the Yerminator, and that's a great nickname. Uh, Yankees update. I I feel like it's all about the pitching. Jamison Tyon gets his first win in exactly two years, and so did Cl- uh, Corey Kluber. Mm-hmm. He, two years. So and the, and wow, did he ever pitch a gem? Like he reminded me of uh, Greg Maddox, and uh, the number one starter for the Cubs. I can't think of his name currently. Their current starter? Yeah, number one starter for Chicago. He's not a hard thrower. Hendricks? Yeah, Hendricks, thank you. Those guys just pick corners. But The big thing I found is the movement of the pitches, though. Like, they once they hit the plate, they just tail off. And they're not strikes, but they look like strikes. And, yeah, they, they both of them seem to be coming around now. And their hitting's coming around. Ah, yeah, you beat up on the lowly Tigers, but at least you beat up on them, right? Like, if you're not playing well, you probably only take two or three in that series. But, yeah, the the, the Tigers stink. They're, they'll probably be the worst team in baseball. They're already 8-20 eight, eight and 20 or 8-21, and 21, so they're well on their way to losing 100. Uh, Corey Kluber was named the AL Player of the Week. He was 2-0, and 0.61 ERA, uh, 14 innings pitched, uh, one earned run, 15 strikeouts. Yeah. So the pitching's been there all year to me. Like, it wasn't super great, but it was great, I thought, thought even when they were in their losing streak. So now that's coming around. Um, and then the other thing, or the other argument that um, Michael Kay and Coney uh, brought up yesterday, which I thought was kind of interesting, was when a guy is hot, do you uh-huh. debate whether to pull him even though he's scheduled a day off? So I'm assuming these teams talk to their players and say okay you're going to be off august 15th september 10th no matter what mm-hmm. right it, it probably very scheduled especially i remember i heard some of that argument because it was some it was i think urshela that had both a- both urshela and stanton had like um stanton was on a three game three hits in each game streak so how do you take him out of the lineup right but he was scheduled to have a day off same with Urshela. Urshela's been the Yankees' best hitter all year, uh, by far, like most consistent. Yeah, and so, again, he's been hot. How do you take him out of the lineup? But uh, like, And do the players have a, ch- a choice? Like, Can they argue their case? Like, listen, I, I feel great right now. Leave me in there. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder if they have any say. And they, they were saying that because uh, Coney would know because he, you know, well, he's more of a pitcher, so he might not be in that same kind of conversation. But I'm sure he would hear that kind of stuff and – they never did that before, right? Like, again, Cal Ripken Jr. Yeah. is record safe the way the baseball's played now. Yeah, I I think if, if someone's hot, I, I, I guess as a manager, I think it should be a little bit more not as scheduled. Not they're going to have a day off on this day no matter what. And again, now you're getting into the metrics, right? Why would you pull Snell when he's dominating a game yeah. to well because that's what the stats say you gotta go with your gut sometimes right but i understand in this case they're they basically aaron boone was saying we're playing the long game here right we're not it, if it was do or die yes he'd be in there but it's not 
I guess it also comes back to it is a 162 game season. Yes. I, I my only thing is so this is today Monday is the Yankees first day off in over a week. 13 days they were played. Basically basically 2 weeks. Yeah. My only thing is what's the 13th day as opposed to the 12th day? Like well, if you're well, getting guess, Monday off. Yeah, I, that way you're getting 2 days off, I guess. But again, the disadvantage, like Aaron Judge, I guess, last year um, got hurt a few times being the DH because now he's overswinging because that's all he's doing is batting. He's not just in the, uh, you know, he's not doing both, mm-hmm. which can go work against you as well. So it's, it's a constant debate, I guess, that you can have. And now this week, this is Astros week, right? That's right. That's part of my good. You're, you're taking all my points away. But then- yeah, it, it, the Astros are... Other than the Red Sox, and I guess the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry is back because the Red Sox are good again, Yeah, right? So that'll be back. But yeah, other than the Red Sox, it's the Astros. I can't wait to start to boo them. And Aroldis Chapman, he especially looks ready. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's ready to go. Uh, We'll go to the NHL where we got a couple of top forwards making the return of Genny Malkin back after missing 23 games. Right. Tyler Sagan activated but he's a game time decision for uh dallas's game it's just it's good to see those guys back especially for sure. if dallas is they looking. need yeah dallas needs them right they're three points out the i don't know if they have any games in hand left but yeah that pred stars game i ended up watching it and that was a playoff game no well, doubt about it and zero zero into overtime and the atmosphere with nashville and it not like that Nashville has a full full stadium yet. No, but, but it, they're it, getting closer. But yeah, they, and it's Smashville, right? It's I, I, I think Nashville's done a great job as a franchise. Like they are I consider them like a hockey city. Yeah. Right? Especially once they made the Stanley Cup final, yeah. that they got to be they shown kinda, on a national stage. Yeah. Like the fact that I mean, you didn't don't get to see it in a one nothing game, but I remember in the Stanley Cup final that Nashville would be winning three one or whatever and they would start counting one, two, right. three. They have their it's own. all your fault. Yeah. And like and it's the whole crowd in unison. Right. And it's such a great moment that we're going to get back in the playoffs again. Well, if Nashville makes the playoffs. It's gonna be close. Uh Mark Andre Fleury uh moves into a tie with Roberto Luongo for all time wins list. That's impressive. I, I mean, obviously, he's going to pass him. I, yeah. I'm surprised Roberto Luongo didn't say anything like, oh, I'm coming out of retirement. Yeah, because that'd be his MO to do something like that, right? I, I'm surprised he's not on TV yet, but maybe he's taking this year off and he'll go full swing with Turner Sports, maybe. Yeah, right? Turner, ESPN. Yeah. He will, because he's the GM for the uh, World Championships. Oh, he is. Yeah, right, him and right. uh, Shane Doan, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. Um, yeah, he he would he is the perfect TV personality. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see him, especially the. Um, again, he was in multiple stories and beauties, so it's it's interesting. Um, what else do I got? Oh, uh, Ryan Miller, who made his last home start in Anaheim. It's still weird to think about how amazing of a career he had. Yeah, and he's made it last. I think yep. he's forty now. Yeah, and like I. I kind of forgot about him because John Gibson's so good in Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, he's a prototypical backup now for the last, I don't know, four years maybe? Yeah, but at least. And I, I think people don't remember, like, peak Ryan Miller with the Buffalo Sabres. He was unstoppable. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't win a Stanley Cup, to be honest with you. I really thought the Sabres had, they had everything. 
Yeah, that 2007 team, especially yeah, they lose they, to Ottawa in overtime sh- in Game Five. Though, like it wasn't even a close series. Well, I guess it was. The games were close, but yeah, I really thought Buffalo was gonna win the Stanley Cup that year. That I think that was their best chance in franchise history. I also don't like that everyone's gonna remember Ryan Miller for getting scored on in the 2010 Olympics. Yeah. Oh well, that's yeah. You know what though? You know what? What I really like again, hockey being the number one sport. Um. What other sport do you see where a guy, um, again, I wouldn't put him in superstar category, maybe at, at, at 2007 to 10, maybe. Yeah. Right around there. But like the last five or six years, he's just been an average goalie, right? But it was nice to see the Kings go and shake his hand, mm-hmm. right? They don't have to do that. No. And again, you don't see that really too much in other sports no and even in hockey you just see it at the end of a playoff series that's the only time they would shake hands yeah so to see that to me that's that makes me proud it's a it's a very classy gesture especially when i i was going through the line and i think andre kopitar was first i'm like oh i didn't know like they had a relationship and i see him and dustin brown i'm like well yeah they're both american they were on right. the olympic team together right. that even though ryan miller gave up an overtime gold medal winning goal he was the best goalie of that tournament absolutely he was Yep. And no one's going to remember that. No, no. It's just going to be that he got scored on. Yep. Um, the So we talked about the Predators stars. I guess then it's my question of can Dallas catch Nashville at this point? Um, the, the only reason why I'm going to say no is I just looked at their schedule. So they don't play at home the rest of the year. They're on the road for their last, I think it's it was seven. I think it's six more games on the road. It's all over the place. So, yeah, they might be able to win some of those. But... That's yeah, I just the way the Predators are playing. I, I think the Stars needed to win that one in regulation. I think the Preds up by three points with uh, it's going to be close. It's going to be tight. Tight rates. I the don't end, think so, especially because what other playoff races do we ha- really not, have? The, that's it. The East is done. Like as right. much as it's not maybe official yet, the Rangers aren't catching Boston. No, no, that's over. The West. I guess the West could be interesting. Can St. Louis hold off Arizona? Yeah, St. Louis is way better than Arizona, it's, so that's not interesting to me either. The we talked about the Central. So then the North. It, we saw Austin Matthews scores thirty seventh and thirty eighth goal of the year. Right. I mean, I think he's going to cruise to forty and then probably take the last couple of games of the season off. Yeah, exactly. And Montreal. We saw Cole Caulfield scores first career NHL goal, overtime winner great moment and it just made me it made me feel old because he is like a couple of years younger than me hmm. but a, a great moment for him and now it made me think montreal is two points back winnipeg is on such a slide is there a chance montreal catches winnipeg now you're asking me this question now if we go back to our last podcast <laughs> you're asking me if calgary can catch montreal yeah right so now you're changing your tune so that's again it almost feels like a a baseball season in the north where teams are just oh they're unbeatable oh they no one can beat them oh the, the, no one could everybody's losing to them it's just it's just the crazy to me it's been an up and down it's too bad the senators didn't get off to a better start because they're actually probably playing the best hockey of any team in that division right now and i think they're ahead of vancouver now nah, yeah or tied right like it because that's pretty has, good considering how bad ottawa started the season and vancouver has their like last 12 games and 19 days or right because like of this covid thing yeah so you know they're gonna get burnt out there unfortunately um i think but i'm gonna say no no much cannot catch winnipeg 
two points back even with the slide no. Winnipeg's yeah, been on. Because they're not gonna Winnipeg's not gonna stay on that side. And they're missing guys. Right? Ehlers is out. Um there was someone else. There was two two guys out for them. I didn't see anybody else yeah. that was out. I just I, I'm gonna say I'll put this prediction out there that if if Montreal catches Winnipeg and we see Edmonton, Montreal, Toronto, Winnipeg, I think the second round series we see is Toronto, Montreal. Mm, interesting. I I don't I could because because all these teams are playing each other. Yeah. I can see the this team can't beat this team, but yeah. this team like yeah. Yeah. Winnipeg. Already... Winnipeg can't beat Edmonton. Right. But also Edmonton can't beat Montreal. From like not. Yeah. Montreal hasn't swept them, but I think for the most part Montreal has played better than Edmonton. Right. And Winnipeg can't beat Edmonton, and then Toronto can't beat Winnipeg. So yeah, let the let the fun continue here as we get closer to the playoffs. I, the, to be honest with you, I'm really interested in the third round, where now you're going to have two teams that haven't played each other. It could be even two years, depending on which teams are playing each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's been that long. Yeah. So that, to me, normally the first round, it's the most interesting for me. I don't know if it's going to be, just because these teams have played each other so much. And I know the NHL, when they get to the playoffs, it is a different level, but it might be different this year it just might be because of that. The, that the first two rounds are going to be the games we've seen all year. Yeah, exactly. So it might not be as entertaining as you think, as it normally is in a first round of the playoffs. Yeah, because all I'm saying. that because we can't even call it conference finals. I guess the semifinals. Yeah, are going to those first because to me always the best game of a series is game one or game two because that's when you're trying to figure each other out. But by this point, if you're seeing Toronto Montreal round one, they play each other ten times. Yeah, they're 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 past that point of figuring out. So you just wonder: are there some game plans that these teams haven't used all? year that now they're going to bring out in the playoffs maybe that makes it interesting right yeah, because maybe now they try some whole i i just don't see it though because usually teams once you're in a system you don't change it yeah all right that's that's all i got let's see your you're bad oh, you're good and you're okay. great let me just open things up here um bad are the flyers again <laughs> they're back on the list because they're it usually when you're this bad you're bringing in young guys uh Hello, Ottawa, Vancouver, Detroit. There's teams that just, they bring in these other guys, and, and it's energy, right? So you play well. This team has just, I've never seen it before. Like, they were bad in the 90s for a few years before Lindros, but they are really bad. Like, they have just checked out. Mm-hmm. Totally checked out, and it's just, it's disappointing because it's, again, I got to watch them because they're my team, but <laughs> I, again, it's worse than the Raptors right now. I'm just waiting for them to go down one and then start fast-forwarding through the game. It, so so it, it feels like it, they kind of given up. Oh, totally, totally tank. But what are you tanking for? Like you, you're, I don't think they can lose enough to get into that draft lottery at this point. But anyway, that's my bad. Yeah. Uh, what do we got for my good? Uh, oh, sorry, another one for my bad tonight. The Raptors. Yes, they beat the Lakers. But now I look at the schedule tonight. Washington has to play Indiana. Is there any way these two teams can tie? Because now one of these teams are going to pick up a game on the Raptors again. I guess best case scenario Bad. is Indiana winning. Yeah, unfortunately, you have to go for the team that is further away from you and let them finish eighth or ninth or whatever, right? And hope you can get into the tenth spot. With the because you do play Washington, I was going to say this. That this, could be the big 
big game. This this is the week because Washington plays Indiana. They play Milwaukee Wednesday. So the second half of a back to back is against Toronto. Right. That is your that is the Raptors. This is the last ditch effort. Exactly. And again, nothing against the Raptors, but they are doing exactly what I thought they would do: win one and lose two. Right there. What's Never. the record? Twenty six and thirty eight or whatever. So yeah. that's basically winning one and losing two. So they, but they're doing that against good teams. Yeah, it's such right? a they're, weird, they're like competitive. Like they barely lose to the Jazz, like a right. very close game. And yeah. Nick Nurse they says won that. we had a few shots, especially Van Vliet. I feel like has been very up and down the last couple of weeks. Up and down, up and yeah, up and down. Like not even the lineup. That's bothering me. Okay, he played one. You looked fantastic, and then he's in street clothes the next day. Same with Anobly. Uh, he wasn't in the lineup either. Like they're like you said, probably their second best player. Where yeah. is he? Ah, just sitting. It's not an important game. Yeah, it is. But anyway, that's so. That's my bad. Um, good. Canada, the under eighteen. I almost want to put it under the great, but I'll put it under the good. The, this team, they play at four o'clock today against the Czech Republic in the quarterfinal. Again, this isn't usually a tournament I follow, but I'm just grasping at straws to watch some international hockey because actually I probably watch the women's over the under 18s right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one who hasn't really impressed me has been Bedard, actually, because I, I kind of watched it just for him. Um, but uh, Wright has been better. Their captain, he's actually missed a couple games. Uh, and the defenseman, I'm sorry, I can't think of uh, his name, number five. Brant Clark, Thank you. It? Yep, he has looked unbelievable. Um, number 11, I can't think of his name. There's, I think, St- Stephenson. Um, but anyway, th- this team is dominating. They they are playing like the 2014 uh, NHL Olympics, uh, where it just there was no doubt. It was just a matter of how much they're going to win by. That's why this year I am so excited about Canada US because the Americans they dominate this tournament because this is their under 18 national program. They take pride in this. It's almost like they could have. Two teams, like sometimes in the, I guess there's another tournament where they, Canada they brings like ca- Canada West. West, Canada East, Canada Ontario, because they're so good, right? Yeah. I think the Americans in this tournament could bring two teams, so I'm really interested to because they're not showing any other games. I would like to watch the next great Matthews for this U.S. Under 18 national team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming they're on a collision course to play in the final, but that'll be an interesting game to watch May 6th or 7th anyway. So that'll be my, that's my good. Yeah. I, when Shane Wright, this is, this is his tournament to dominate. Connor Bedard can come back next year and the year after. That's crazy. But yeah. So yeah. So maybe it's, it's kind of like, um, McDavid and Crosby in their first year at the World Juniors, right, where they were okay, uh, they just were the back burner. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, so because he's he's looked good, just not. Do- I just thought he was going to dominate because he was dominating in the WHL. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then I guess my other good would be uh, the men's World Championships starting in a couple weeks. So now kind of. I guess we're just waiting to see who Luongo is picking. I guess a couple of senators that he's looking at. Oh, I'd love um, to see Thomas Shabbat be the top pair defenseman. I didn't hear that name. They were looking at uh, Batherson. Another good Canadian. Another good Canadian performer. Good World Junior player. And there was another Ottawa senator they were looking at too. Connor Brown. Thank you. 
Oh. Yeah. I mean, he's he's built in the Travis Konechny, Brandon Gallagher kind of kind of player. Right. But so. who knows if those? Well, Gallagher wouldn't be available. Konechny maybe. Yeah, I guess, and it just depends. I guess on I I don't know what the COVID nineteen protocols are for Latvia. Like you're gonna have to make those decisions too. I don't think you're gonna have that opportunity where ah Crosby's out of the first round of the playoffs. Let's pick him up. Yeah. I don't think you're you're gonna be able to do that. You this just year. have to bring your here's team. your this is your team and that's it, right? You go in. They probably have a bubble there or something. I I don't know how Latvia works, but it'll probably be something like that. But anyway, it'd be some good hockey to watch going into the summer. Yeah, late, late gonna, spring here. I was going to say the only person that I think would somehow break the bubble would be Alex Ovechkin. If he if Washington loses in the first round, yeah, he'll a, somehow end up in Russia. Yeah, he's a Russia. true countryman for sure. He almost feels Canadian. <laughs> and <laughs> my, <laughs> my grade is is that Yankees Astros. It'll I'll be looking forward to watching that. That'll feel like a playoff series. Um Yankees are 500 now, so I almost feel like they're over the hump. Um Luke Voigt will be back any time now in the next week or two, so that'll be fun because, I don't know, he just brings that Nick Swisher type of attitude to the Yankees where it make, he makes it a little bit more fun, mm-hmm. uh, which I think Odor's also done that where he's kind of – I don't think he's more of the fun guy. I think he's just more of the nasty guy, but you need something like we talked about, right? Something the that's prof- not just straightforward. Exactly. Um, so anyway, yeah, just looking forward to that three game set because that that should be interesting especially even with the matchups uh Armand against uh Granky in the first one so that should be a good pitching matchup and then uh Cole finally gets to pitch against his old team after leaving All two right. years ago I was right? gonna say because so last year would have just been against the NLEs yeah we never got to play Houston which again that's that's the disappointing thing, I guess, in hockey. I guess that that maybe that'll be my bad for next week. Is just I'm just starting to get a little bit tired of the same matchups. Same, yeah, and unfortunately, the first two rounds of the playoffs are going to be the same thing. But again, we'll see. We'll playoff, see if it's playoff be, hockey might be different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it might be a little bit more entertaining. We'll see. Hopefully, cross my fingers. All right, well, that uh, about wraps it up for this one. Uh, this week on the Dion Family Network, you can check out uh, Dion Girls. I made a special appearance. Uh, Pop Pinions comes out Thursday. Um, you could check out uh, my blog for Jack of a Better Name. Be in the description every day. Uh, MLB, NBA, NHL picks. Uh, next, uh, Our next episode, I'll bring up my record because I'm actually, I'm actually doing pretty well. Okay, and do, you, do you, can you also um, pick up the podcast from Facebook when you send that out? Can people look at it that way? Yeah. Okay. When I sure. yeah, it'll be on on either of our Facebooks. Yeah, yeah. You can I click see and you listen send it out. There. Just wasn't sure if you can just click and listen from that point. So yeah, it'll yep. bring you to uh, our anchor page and anchor, gotcha. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us. There you go. All right. Besides that, we'll see you next time.